Hi guys, what's up? This is Lucas from Germany, uh, from the Laser Pope, the movie, and you're listening to Beyond the Void, the horror movie podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. A veil that is beyond our own comprehension. Beyond the void. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for a brand new episode. This is episode 119. It's a holiday episode. Wee! Yeah, so we're going to be fucking rocking out with our cocks out. Uh, we're going to be doing... Or jingle balls out. Jingle your balls out. Uh, <laughs> we're going to fucking... Yeah, get festive, Alex. Jesus. <laughs> This week, we're going to be talking about a franchise that is fucking all over the goddamn place. And you will soon find out, my friends, as we're going to be doing four movies in the next two weeks. We're going to start it off with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and... Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out. You better watch out. Don't watch this, because it's scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that what we're going with? <laughs> I don't know. I was, there, I've got a lot to say about this fucking movie. Uh, by the way, guys, we also have a special guest that's going to be on today uh, with us. It is the director of the upcoming, and hopefully upcoming soon, Laser Pope, which is <laughs> insanely amazing. About two years ago, guys, I watched this faux trailer which I just showed Brittany, and I was blown away by how this Pope gets blown up by some sort of terrorist, and the only, they, they, they were going to kill him and let him die, but they bring him back to life and turn him into Laser Pope, which is kind of like RoboCop. Basically. For priests. Religious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the like Pope. Catholic RoboCop. Yeah, dude, and it's gory, offensive as fuck altogether, and just super amazing. What did you think of it? It's pure magic. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, I so. I have no idea. If you guys don't already know, uh, we are they are doing a campaign uh, Kickstarter campaign to raise money for a feature film uh, that they're going to be doing it's already been written so really they're just trying to get the funds to make the movie and uh, you guys can be a part of that but we'll be talking to Lucas from that movie he's actually going to be joining us here in a little bit uh, to talk about the movie and where it came from and everything so you're going to want to stick around for that also, guys, we have a merch store for Beyond the Void Horror Podcast and the streaming that I do on Twitch for the Cult of Rain. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, pillows, leggings, stickers, you fucking name it. All that shit 
it costs money to, of course, make. So Teespring gets their portion and then we set it up so that we get between like, I think it's like two bucks and eight dollars for any of the items that you buy that goes towards supporting the podcast and the streaming and the website and everything that we do here beyond the void. So if you are looking to rock some fucking kick ass motherfucking gear and also help support your favorite fucking podcast in the goddamn universe, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com. It's at the top of the page. You can click on that and go to the Teespring thing. And if you use the code BTVROCKS at your checkout, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Multiple items, you get an additional dollar off. So if you can help, we greatly appreciate you keeping these lights on around here so we can drop some fucking dick jokes on you every fucking week. <laughs> How have you been, Brittany? What's going on with you? I have been... I have been great. Yeah? <laughs> Sounds so convincing. Like, have I, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I've, I've been great. I've been great. <laughs> have you been uh, trying to pummel in some, like, fucking 2018 movies? I'm, that's going to be over the, like, over the next, like, couple weeks, couple weeks yeah. that we have a little bit of a uh, break. Right. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got like, a list of, like, 20. Yeah, right now I'm just trying to get everything, fin- like, done for school. I'm almost done. I'm at, like, the tail end of the two classes that I have right now, so... It's kind of where my focus is on between that and work. Right. And everything else outside of it. Like, I have a, a show I'm prep, like preparing for in January. So, oh, for the, for the, uh, the agents? <clears throat> no, it's, uh, me separately. So, oh, okay. You're doing um, special effects stuff? Or? No, I'm actually doing a, like, my own solo performance, um, for this, like, the Munsters versus Adam's family. What? Like, burlesque type, like, freak show, sideshow. That's show. pretty cool. At the All in House, yeah, I get to play Doctor Frankenstein, so nice. I'm really excited. So I'm doing like a burlesque, like grind grinder act. That's or whatever. Pretty cool. So I'm like choreographing the whole thing for myself, and like I, I already have my costume and everything picked out. Like I already bought everything for it. It's super cool. Like I have this like sick like just white lab coat, and I bought this um, vinyl apron. Oh, okay. To go over, it's fucking cool. Like I and I have this crazy wig that's like cute, like white, like ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so when is really that? Cool. What day is that? Uh, January. I want to say the nineteenth, but I could be wrong. But it's in January. Okay. You'll we'll post about it. I feel like it's the nineteenth. It's Sweet. at the All One House. It's gonna in be Phoenix. really really cool. It's with the Pain Proof Punks. So okay. I'm excited because I love all of them. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I've been fucking pretty busy behind the scenes trying to like get all these. Uh, sudden interviews for these last two episodes we weren't planning on these interviews um for those of you who are part of our vip list if you guys haven't signed up for the btv vip club you're missing out because if you'd like to know what happens for the next week or in the future or anything we got going on or if we ever do a contest which i'm trying to do one but we've been spending a lot of money here this past few uh, days on the studio and everything but um you know, uh, if you want to sign up for it, we basically told you guys in the email that uh, we're also going to be doing an interview next week with Necro, the death rapper slash record label owner of Psychological Records. He's been around for like fucking 20 years holding it down for fucking horror and like rap and just underground as fuck. Yeah. Seriously offensive to most people, but uh, very talented individuals. So we're lucky to have him on. Oh, so yeah. you're going to want to tune in next week for that. Plus, we'll be finishing up these movies that we're talking about this week and for the rest of the week we'll i'm gonna be basically just pounding fucking 2018 fucking horror movies dude yeah i'm gonna be sucking on cocks uh but but yeah guys you're gonna want to stay tuned we're gonna do our top 2018 
at the beginning of next year. We're going to be taking a few weeks off uh, after next week's episode just to kind of like prepare for it. Uh, we got a new interview on that week, too. Um, after the, the 1st of January, we won't have an episode that week. But the next week we will. Everything falls on like Monday. It's like Christmas Eve's on Monday. Uh, New Year's Eve is on Monday. I was like, these aren't good weeks for episodes. We'll just no. take them off. Um, so we're sorry for that, but we'll come back with a new interview, which we'll talk about at a later date. Uh, and we'll also have our top 2018 the following week. So you'll, see, you'll see what is supposed to be good or at least what we think is anyway. But, uh, I think it might be that time, Brittany. Santa? Santa here? Fuck no. Santa? Horse shots! One of the things that I want to tell you guys, we always do horror shots based around the movies. Uh, I thought about doing one uh, based around the, the Clint Howard character uh, in, in part four, because that one's just bananas. And I was going to call it the uh, railing Ricky. <laughs> I like that. It's so bad. Uh, but we decided against it. And partially why is because we have a drink that one of our listeners, Traps McNuckles, a.k.a. Frank, actually made for us called the Gut Krampus. Now, if you guys have been around with us for a couple of years now, since we've been started, uh, we take this ginormous fucking shot. And uh, here's what's involved. So you're going to need a huge, gigantic mug. What you're going to want to do is you're going to get the the green labeled Angry Orchard green apple. Well, it's green apple. <laughs> or sinful apple, if you can. That's technically what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I started pouring the drink on I'm my on lap. Your lap. <laughs> but you're going to take one full beer take and you're going to pour it in to your mug. Let's see? Oh, that was nice near the microphone. Like, glug, glug. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday night. <laughs> when you taking a shit? No, it's sucking dick. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess either. I mean, like, honestly. I mean, you probably don't remember it. <laughs> so this, uh, the mug should be about halfway full if you got the right size. You're going to now add one shot each peppermint schnapps or 99 peppermints. It's a little bit hard to find 99 peppermints, so you can replace it with peppermint schnapps. Oh, you're actually... I thought you were putting, like, layers in the shot glass oh, and no, no, dropping no. it in and Oh, no, 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 no. Alex is trying to kill me. Oh, Long Johnson! Oh, Long Johnson! What in the Sam Neill is going on here? We're drunk and we're not even... <laughs> Drinking, really. Okay. Great. Then you're going to pour one shot. You can mix this, right? Uh, well, you, you mix it in. You're just pouring the shot in a, in a shot glass and then pouring the a shot each of fireball. So that's one shot peppermint, one shot fireball. And then, as Traps McNuckles would say, let's be adults about this. <laughs> We're going to use Wild Turkey 101. Now, you're going to pour the shot in the shot glass, but you are not going to drop it into the mugs, okay? So... Wait, how does this work? You're just going to set them aside. So, technically, it's like a Boilermaker bomb, so... I need guidelines. So, you're going to take this shot of Wild Turkey 101, you're going to hold it aside separately, you're going to hold the other mug, and you're going to push it up against the side. Don't drop it in just yet. Oh, it smells like... Ugh. We're going to drop it in at the same time. You ready? Yeah. Three... Two, two one. one, go. And then you slam it!
Guten Abend, Krampus. I think I said that right. Oh. Don't think about it. You're just going to slam it. I don't like peppermint. I don't either. <laughs> That's why you don't want to taste it. Woo! I'm not a chugger. Really? Okay? I've never been a chugger. Well, unless it's dick, I guess. I mean, well, there you go. Think of it as a dick. I have been. It's not the same. Suck that dick, Brittany. <laughs> uh, suck that Krampus, oh, cock! Like, <laughs> That's not how this works. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's dude. it's gonna be harder if you drink it slow. The well, last time we did one of these, it took me forever to finish it. <laughs> We're gonna wait on you, Brittany. Right. They're all waiting on you, Brittany. I'm not even gonna cut this out. You're all gonna suffer, you fucks. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm just gonna take longer. Oh God. Fuck you, people. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> of course, we're kidding. <laughs> 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 God, we're fucking children. <laughs> He's like 10 adults, apparently, because Alex and I are average the age of a fucking one and a half year old. Dude, you should see me on fucking stream, man. Like, I'm fucking out of control. Well, I mean, fuck, you have a fart noise, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> Which a porn noise. Like, that's like, that's like, you uh, listen to my sound bar. <laughs> uh. I'm like, wow, you're such a child. It, by the way, guys, if you don't already follow the fucking stream, what the hell's wrong with you? We got a good fucking amazing group of people who are very supportive of the stream. We have a lot of laughs on there, whether it's against me or with me. So, Plug, 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 all the way. Yeah! All right, Brittany! <laughs> yeah, just like a lady. All right, guys, so if you would like to take a gut Krampus, <laughs> all you have to do is listen to the testimony of Brittany right now, how amazing it is, and go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to meet up with Lucas to do our interview about Laser Pope and the new Kickstarter campaign that just started up. Uh, if you haven't already, please check out the trailers for the old trailer and the new one and the Kickstarter, and we'll go ahead and start that right fucking now. What's up, guys? And now we're here with director of Laser Pope, the faux trailer, as well as the current project that he's trying to Kickstarter for Laser Pope 2020, I, I presume. But this is Lucas from Laser Pope. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. How you doing? Good. Good, man. Thanks yep. for so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I wanted to ask you some questions about this, this whole Laser Pope thing, because it's when I saw the trailer about two years ago, I was like really blown away by it. Like <laughs> it's hilarious. And I know it's uh, kind of pushing some of the boundaries with some uh, humor and stuff, which I think is perfectly OK. Have you had any kind of pushback from that or could you share some of the stories? We almost only had positive responses, except maybe one or two people from Poland. One did a video where he uh, ranted like 20 minutes, but I, I didn't really understand what he was saying. But <laughs> else than that, it was, uh, it was just uh, well received and they enjoyed it. The audience did enjoy it. And we hope we can reach all of these people again with this new teaser and the Kickstarter campaign. Excellent. Now, can I ask you, where did you get the inspiration for Laser Pope? Uh, yeah, I was trying to um, to find that out uh, for myself again the last day. 
but um, it must have been something uh, of, of my love for, for 80s action movies. And then uh, I, was, um, I was trying to find an idea for my graduation project at film school, and uh, Kung Fury was just doing uh, very well at that time. And uh, so I thought, yeah, why not make a trailer where we can only shoot the cool stuff and leave out all the, the boring scenes? And then I, I came up with, like, a, I wanted to do a RoboCop movie in some sort. And then I was thinking about um, figures, characters that haven't been portrayed. And uh, and someday it just clicked. And, and I, I knew I had to, to take the Pope for this uh, for this character. Because also with this whole religion topic, is something to um, to maybe raise interest and, and get across a few uh, themes and and uh, yeah, things to say about you know, church and in, in general and all that. Yeah, I definitely got yeah. the RoboCop feel uh, right off the bat, which is awesome because I love RoboCop. Do you have a favorite in the franchise? I guess it would be the first one. Uh, from there, it's it's downhill for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul Verhoeven uh, RoboCop one is just super cool. I love that one. I'm, I'm watching it once a year, probably. Really? Okay. Do you do you have any other popular uh, action movies from the '80s that you're a big fan of? Uh, pretty much. Uh, I love most of them. I love even the cheesy ones, the trashy ones. I can I can find enjoyment in almost all of these movies, uh, be they good or bad. I love all the Schwarzenegger movies, Commando. I love the Stallone movies. I love uh, Total Recall is is one of my favorites. After RoboCop, yeah, Excellent. all of that stuff. So, so now you've got a pretty, pretty, uh, good idea of like the humor that you want to put into this film. And, uh, yeah. a lot of it is like, I noticed like a, the, a lot of the lighting that you have in, in this is very, uh, the way I like to describe it is kind of like almost like a music video in a way, which is a, a great thing for the eighties aesthetic. Uh, is there a particular thing that you look at and you see and you're like, okay, well, this has got to look like this. Um, well, I'm always trying to go for an image that, that I love myself. And I, what I like is just colorful and, and bright is what I like most. So I just try to push the, the DOP in that direction. Sometimes he, he, he doesn't go the full way and I have to, to kick him a little more. But uh, most of the time I get, I get um, colorful and bright and screaming images, the ones that I love. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, and it seems like it's got like that perfect aesthetic with the backdrop of the lighting. And I love that. I feel like that a lot of the 80s, like horror or sci fi have a lot of that backdrop in there that I really like. Absolutely. Do you now you went to uh, school out there, film school. Where did you go? That's right. Uh, it's, uh, it's the city of Mainz. Uh, maybe you, I don't believe you have heard of it. It's a small city in, in uh, Germany. It's close to Frankfurt. And there's a, a film school there uh, where I, I uh, did my bachelor's and master's degree and um, focused on doing film. Yeah. And that was uh, the outcome after five years of, of studying. What did you and, work uh, on right, there? What did I work on uh, after, after studying? You mean? Yeah, well, why why you're in school? Did you have any projects that you worked on that were pretty crazy, or did you? Yeah, sure. Uh, the the bachelor's uh, graduation project was uh, was a, a 15 minute horror horror movie. It, it's called Seven Heads, and it's about a, um, a, a medieval knight who who arises from his tomb to get uh, seven heads, uh, the first seven heads that he comes across, and he just slashes them. Yeah, that's a, that's a little slasher with. It was doing well. It was also on some U.S. festivals, but I couldn't attend, sadly. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And, and then we had to 
to um, go from there and make it all even more uh, flashy and, and crazy. And that was what Slay the Pope has become. Now, did you meet some of your special effects people, the practical effects people in school? Yeah, um, basically what, what we did was uh, we did this uh, the slasher movie. And after that, um, I could uh, reach out to some more people because I had something in my portfolio to show them uh, what I like and what I wanted to do. And then it was much easier to get uh, professional people involved in, in the Laser Pope project. But on school, there are no uh, makeup and special effects people. There are most uh, computer graphics and uh, cameramen there. Now is this video up anywhere? The Seven Heads. Uh, yeah, you can check it out on my on my um, website. That's called uh, lucasrinker.de. It's down there. It's 15 minutes, and I still I can I myself can still enjoy it pretty much. It's dubbed. Yeah, it should be dubbed in English, so you don't have to worry about the German language. You're going to be doing this Kickstarter. You're trying to raise about 114,000 uh, euro. Dollars, a hundred and thirty thousand dollars, which is would equal equals like a hundred thousand euros, yes. And that um, that will be like five to ten percent of the whole budget. So that's the the initial step, so that we can show to other investors that we have a, a little money and uh, a fan base and some interest for them to get on board easier, because it's not an easy project for anyone to get on board, as you can imagine. Probably. Right. Uh, how long are you going to try to make this film if, if you hit this goal, if you can? Your investors are going to back you up, I presume, because you said you had a few that helped you out in the Kickstarter video. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when we uh, hopefully reach this goal, then we uh, take the year 2019 to go to all the possible investors from around the world to, to get on board so that we can reach the, the whole budget to do the feature movie on a, on a level that is um, suitable for a project like this. And if we should not succeed, we will, with the successful Kickstarter, at least do like the, a short version of what we imagine to be the Laser Pope feature movie. Nice. So, oh. as, so it could end up being at about, about an hour or however much you can get in there uh, within sure. that budget. Absolutely. Um, as long as it can be, but as high up a production value as it can be. So maybe uh, if if it's just 15 minutes or 20 or 30 minutes, uh, it should be uh, looking pretty nice, uh, like the teaser or even better. And uh, well, if, if we have to stretch it out a little more, then maybe uh, the quality will, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, well, we I, I prefer doing shorter but uh, but higher quality content uh, than than to to try and make a sixty minute movie out of a hundred grand, which uh, I believe it's it's not uh, suitable for this for this kind of movie. Understandable. Now, okay. when you did the first trailer, the the faux trailer for the Laser Pope that initially came out in twenty sixteen, yeah. how long and how much time did you spend on that? Yeah, that was a pretty crazy project because. Um, we we worked on it. We sh we've been shooting for two weeks, for more than two weeks, so 14 to 15 days of shooting, which had um, before that a preparation time of three months. And after came seven months of uh, post-production, CGI, music effects and all that. So it was about a year just doing this project with like 100 to 150 people attached to it. And it was done for like, eight or nine thousand euros at the time wow 
Yeah. Uh, and that looks pretty good too. But for a year's time, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's a lot of post production too, huh? Yeah. yeah. If you don't have money, then you have to invest the time, I, I guess. But yeah, maybe someday that's uh, the other way around. We'll see. <laughs> well, if you, uh, so you have a lot of different uh, perks and things that you're going to be in this, and one of them includes the script. Uh, would you mind yeah. t- maybe telling us maybe something that you're planning to do in the script uh, that you want to add into the story that might be new, or do you borrow from the old trailer a little? Yeah, um, this movie will be like the origin story of Laser Pope. So the young pulp, he gets surprisingly elected and uh, tries to revolutionize the system, which uh, the old uh, the old bad people won't allow him to do. And uh, what's new and what hasn't been like told in the trailer or the teaser is that the evil force they're they're the Satanists and uh, they're in the first. Uh, place trying to to use this young pope then as their um, yeah as their uh, little uh, satanist robot because they built him they they take him down and they rebuilt him into more of a, a satan pope robot so the cross is reversed and all that and during the the movie uh, he tries to to fight back and and uh, yeah break the chains they have on him and then in the end. He probably will turn into what we know today as the laser pope. Oh, wow. So I and, and I noticed that in both of the trailers, well, the first trailer, it was like the clergymen were all kind of involved with some sort of terrorist cell that they yeah. were that they were working together in some way. So they were both kind of evil. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's coming back uh, full full time, of course. Uh, maybe it's not uh, a, a Middle Eastern terrorist this time. Maybe it's more like Satanist okay. and, um, and psycho killer people. But yeah, we have to leave some some room for the sequel. Yes, yes. So I mean, if you do, you have this all planned out in your head at the very least for like a trilogy. Is that what you're thinking? Of course, a trilogy would be super cool. Two movies would also be very cool, but right now I'm dreaming of just doing this one in the first place, and then we'll see. But I believe as much as you uh, that if we can manage and pull just this one movie off, then then it, this thing will, will get rolling and there will definitely be a sequel. I believe that very much. First, we have to, against all the odds, get this first thing somehow done in the next two years, probably. Yeah. To show them what you got. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, to be honest, I mean, I'm inspired by the trailers even like because it's just so out there. Do you think that there's hurdles to to kind of get past when it comes to making such um, exploitative kind of work? Absolutely. I I believe this this movie more than other ones is absolutely edgy and offends a lot of people, but I believe it has to be done in exactly this way and it cannot be um, mainstreamed just to, to make it more digestible. Or I think you have to sometimes slap it in people's faces what they don't want to see. And uh, this is what this movie can do. Excellent. How do you feel about horror or exploitation in today's? Or uh, do you feel that there's a line that you should not go past, or or is there is everything okay as long as it's not real? Uh, no. Well, that's uh, 
subjective, I believe, but personally, I do not in, uh, get any enjoyment or, or fun out of uh, movies like like the, the hardcore French uh, martyrs and all that, uh, which go way beyond uh, torture porn and all that. And it, they're just super evil and uh yeah I, I don't i don't know that's not my kind of stuff it has to there has to be a wink and there has to be um yeah it has to be in some way entertaining and not just all evil and and brutal and uh yeah understandable yeah i mean that is definitely a type of film <laughs> that isn't for everybody and i'm curious to see just how far you want to go yours seems to be a bit more lighthearted and kind of poking at some of the the things in our society or online culture that we kind of think about or talk about plus kind of admiring the 80s thing absolutely of course uh, as you can see in the teaser it it should uh I believe touch on 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 some sensible sensitive topics and uh, has to do that in a way that is not too subtle. But um, yeah, it's it, the interest of the Laser Pope movie is not to hurt anyone. That, right. Uh, in a way, right. that, yeah. I never took it for a second that you there was any malicious or nefarious reason for doing this. Although I'm sure there's going to be a few people that are probably going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, they, they sure can. And, uh, of course, uh, we are uh, interested in in hearing what maybe uh, Francis or some priests have to say about it. That uh, would be very interesting to me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, I would definitely be interested if it caught his attention. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they cannot allow themselves to uh, to respond, uh, take any response, not to, to let it uh, grow even bigger than it has. That would be on the front of the, the Blu-ray cover. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, now are you, have you ever grown, just out of curiosity, and we could cut this out if you like, uh, no, are, are, are you a religious person by chance, or are you not? Or do you have any kind of issue, or uh, are you just yeah. just like to toy with the idea? Yeah, absolutely. I just like to use it as a, as a texture for this action movie. But I'm not religious in any way, and I don't. I try to, but I uh, seldom don't get why why people have to be why they believe why they need this in their lives. So um, it's not for me, you know. I, everyone can do as they please, but uh, as long as they don't influence and, and force something upon the others around them, I, yeah, that's. Uh, so I take the liberty and take this thing uh, just as uh, a storytelling tool and, uh, of course, to be a little provocative in this case. Interesting. Well, good. I mean, I, th I think, you know, there could be some uh, lines with hypocrisy in in some of the some of the, the fun that you have in these trailers even. So uh, I think it's like, well, what's really what what is it really like behind the scenes? And this is kind of like an exacerbated sort of exaggerated version of that. Yeah, about that. Now, out of curiosity, have you other projects in mind that you would like to do? I know you want to focus on Laser Pope, obviously, just to get this one done. But have you thought of other ideas in the future that you might do if if things pick up? Of course, definitely. Um, because I don't want to spend uh, my working life in, in this commercial and doing these commercials that I'm, I'm doing at the moment. I want to somehow get uh, into the movies. And uh, there is Laser Pope. This could be like a, a debut feature, which I would really enjoy. 
but also I'm, I'm trying to get developed some other uh, feature movie ideas. And uh, once this uh, is done, I will uh, go around and pitch them to the, to the productions that might be interested. Yeah, of course. What would you like to tell some of the Kickstarter uh, people that what were, are on the fence on whether or not they should support this? Is there any message you would like to give to them? Yeah, uh, there has been already a, a great amount of support and the people are spreading the word. We just need them to keep going and uh, get across every channel so we can reach all the fans and all the people that might be interested in this topic. Because, yeah, as I, as I said before, it's a very it's a difficult movie to get funded because there is a lot of obstacles and uh, people don't want it to be done to get made. So keep on pushing. We got like... Uh, 27 days left because we have to we have to get this crowdfunding successful this will send a powerful signal which we can then use and get this movie done this is the first and i believe the biggest obstacle to get the fans uh, and have this success, successful kickstarter now yeah i definitely believe in independent uh, filmmaking a lot more because it feels like the real stuff, the real creativity is unhindered that way by just allowing people to have their ideas without going through thousands of producers and people who just want to change the, the artistic direction. So I really hope that yeah. it gets made and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun when it does. We're going to just say that it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Very much. I believe it's going to happen. It's just a question of when and how. <laughs> yeah. But it will. yeah. Breaking through that, we got to get into that viral hemisphere where it's like it busts through that, that wall and then gets out there. Yeah. And how we do that, people, please tell me. I, I'm trying to figure out, and we're a, a team of three people doing this right now, so every help is very welcome. Excellent. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to it. And I will be a backer. Um, so um, I'm, I'm really anxious to see it. I was hoping for it two years ago. So now we got it here now. And you guys, if you're listening now, make sure you go and check it out. Look at all the different perks. Even just a few bucks goes a long way to help this project come off the ground. And if you're feeling even more generous, there's a lot of different perks in there. What's one of the more unique, interesting perks that you have in there? I think the coolest thing is that we, we uh, give a, a role of a bad guy that gets uh, killed off by Laser Pope. But before that, he can deliver a badass line. I think that's the most coolest thing. <laughs> I would love to have that. <laughs> I would love to do that too. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck. I think it's an amazing idea, and I hope it gets off the ground. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So now we're back to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which we're going to kick it off, you know, obviously, Karana order. <laughs> That was perfect. Let me like, try that's, that. Out. That's the exact order. <laughs> Chronological order. That's what it is. I think that drink really. Why do really, you have to fix it? Like, that oh, drink that really. Yeah. No, you get in 20 minutes, like, I'm either going to be crazy or I'm going to be on the floor. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> well find out what happens. So first off, I just want you guys to know, those of you who are listening and going, what the fuck? Why are they doing two before part yeah. one? We already did one. We already did one. Well, Brittany didn't do part one with us. I but didn't because Alex hates me. Yeah. No, we actually did record it under an episode called Santa Crazy. 
um, which I will link to in the episode notes of this show so you guys can check it out. Uh, it's one of the episodes that we did with Mike and Patrick. I listened to it, actually. We did like five movies at a time each week that back then, and I was like in like ridiculous. You guys were fucking crazy. I like, was crazy. I, I feel bad because like- You killed them. I think I killed them. Anyway, that's guys. That's what I'm going to give you. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 came out in 1987. Uh, the story, the now adult Ricky, the brother of Billy, talks to a psychiatrist about how he became a murderer after his brother Billy, who went on a murderous rampage as Santa, died. Which leads back to Mother Superior. Christmas is the scariest goddamn time of the year! <laughs> I hope it caught me like Did, Yeah, I heard your that. gulp. That was great. <laughs> Not planned, but so good. <laughs> this movie was directed by Lee Harry, who has directed Street Soldiers and The Whistler, which is a short. Okay. He's actually more of an editor, and he's also helped come up with this story in particular. So, Joseph H. Earl, Dennis Patterson, who's known for doing some... Really good sound engineering on a long list of movies like Click, SLC Punk. I love Click. Great gang related, The Dentist, Double Dragon TV series, Street Sharks, The Lawnmower Man. Street Sharks! Yeah, Shut dude. Up! Yeah. Oh my God. He did all the sound for that, the sound engineering. Street Sharks is fucking life. St- what, what'd you call it? Street, sh- did you say Street Sharks? Yeah. Yeah. The, the way you've been saying it sounds drunk. I said Street Sharks. <laughs> you sound drunk. <laughs> Uh, also, it is also written by Lawrence Applebaum, who never wrote anything else as well, but he did produce films like Hot, The Hot Pants Holiday. Excellent. Uh, the Alchemist and Thunder Run. The special effects are done by Tassilo Barr, who also did the pyrotech stuff for this movie. He worked on Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Nightmare on Elm Street, House, Suburban Commando, and Witch Trap. It also had an assistant on special effects with Bruce Scavalli, who did The Kindred, Witchboard, and The Dark Mist. The cast in this movie includes Eric Freeman, who plays Ricky Caldwell, the brother of Billy, the murderous rampage Santa from the first one, who also surprisingly used to be on the TV show called In Living Color. In Living Color. You can do what you... Oh, whatever. Uh, but he did that show from like 1990 to 1992. Uh, he also did a short movie about Ricky Today, the Caldwell interview, which we'll go into a little bit more detail about. Uh, I think it's like a bonus DVD thing, maybe. Uh, I didn't get the, the, the Blu-ray of this, which just got released by Shout, I believe. So It also stars James Newman, who plays Dr. Henry Bloom, who is in Evan Almighty, Legally Blonde 2, and Flags of Our Fathers. Also stars Elizabeth Kiton as Jennifer. She played uh, in Robin in Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Spy Hard, Twins, the Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Never seen it. Really? Really. You need to educate yourself. I'm not going to educate myself on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I know uh, what it is. I haven't seen it. Also, another sci-fi underground movie called Slaver from Beyond Infinity, Aftershock, and Nightwish. It also stars Gene Miller as Mother Superior. She is not the original actress, by the way, from part one. She did a few shorts and TV movies called Escapes and Capital. But 
Uh, this movie in particular was filmed in about 10 days, as it should be, mm-hmm. uh, as half of this movie is literally just reusing the same footage from the first movie. So to tell the story from the eyes of the brother Ricky. So, Brittany, what are your thoughts on this movie? What do you think? I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm being completely honest. Okay. I The entire time watching this, I was just. Wait. Just it can't be as bad as some of the other ones in this franchise, right? Okay, this one is one of the only ones that has a direct correlation to the first one. Okay, okay, we're gonna start with that. However, they literally spent the first over an hour. No, it was about forty-five, fifty minutes of this movie uh, rehashing and showing nothing but footage from the first movie. Right, intercut with Ricky talking to some fucking which doesn't it is it's not even fucking necessary to be honest. Like it it, yeah. it, it is and it isn't. Like it, it is for the last like twenty-five minutes of the movie. Right, but great. I, okay, like I guess you don't have to watch the first movie to understand the second movie. So like that's yeah. cool. I guess for lazy people that don't like watching the first movies in. Sure. No, no, no. Yeah. Whatever. It was a cheap grab. Um. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Um. For me, I was just. It was painful <laughs> to watch this because okay. the acting is so fucking bad. Yeah. Well, a lot of them the are. main character who plays Ricky. Eric Freeman. Eric, yeah, Ricky. Right. Mm-hmm. Horrible. <laughs> he is fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Like, and I don't know if it, I can't. No, I can't even just like try and say that it was just how it was written. Like, he just acted fucking poorly. Like, in his defense, bad. I will say one thing: he was directed in. So, he was pulled in so many directions to try to be this character that he just kind of. But he only had to act in like how many? Like, he didn't even have to act that much. Well, I'm just saying. Like, like I, I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand. You like trying to justify that? No, nah, I'm just saying it's a lot easier said uh, than done. I, I, it is, and you that's know? why I try not to like overly criticize actors and actresses because I'm not you. I don't do what you well, do. The so reason I, I say that is because I've seen a lot of really good actors do piss poor jobs in movies directed by people. Right. So it could very well be. Well, they have to mold themselves to how the director wants them to be. I, it's and by I no it, no stretch of the imagination is this good acting. No, it was, no, it was terrible. Yeah. It was fucking horrible but i'm just saying absolutely just (laughs) and i under and that's the thing that bothers me is because like i like the idea for the story Mm -hmm. i like the concept it works for me it works and fits like a perfect little puzzle piece to the first movie okay i feel like it's a great idea it was just executed very poorly i didn't think i felt like they were just grabbing and taking an easy fucking way out to make this movie in a quick rush to right. get it to be out because they they wanted a cash grab or something well like, there's a little bit of history like, on build that. off of the franchise you know mm-hmm. what i mean or make a franchise i should say but so i like i understand but at the same time the movie is what falls victim to that sure and because the actual idea is really good and if they would have fleshed that shit out it could have been really great right but what they ended up with is this fucking piss poor excuse of a sequel and i was not happy with it whatsoever especially if you compare it to the first i would say yeah i I like the first movie like i actually really do like and as controversial as it was like and as it should have been Mm -hmm. by every right like the first movie is awesome it's standalone everybody fucking remembers it when you think of christmas horror movies you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, everybody fucking thinks of it. You know what I mean? It is like, true, although that's not... This isn't... The, the the first one is not my favorite 
Christmas Eve will no. always hold that Christ- spot. Yeah. Okay. okay For so me, I'm, but I'm, a lot of people you. don't think that. I'm with you on that. But mm-hmm. like this one is still like when you think of murderous fucking Santa Claus or Christmas movies or whatever, like you think of this, like a horror Christmas movie, like this is one yeah. of them that you think of right. instantly. If you are, if you know anything about horror at all. You know, like you think of that. So for me, like it just was, it didn't live up to what it should have and it didn't deliver the way it should have delivered. And I was just really disappointed because I felt like they, there was, it was a cop out. Okay. Yeah. That's, no. that's honestly like, that's just how I feel. It's I like, mean, if they pulled that shit to the nowadays, it, people would be pretty upset at the theater. It, you spent And this was a theatrical release. It, yeah. More than half of the fucking movie, you spent rehashing the first fucking movie. Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. This they, was a pretty like they would a, never do that again, ever again. No, nowadays that shit. You're right. That shit will not fucking fly. No. But this is like it was a good enough idea on its own. They could have created a completely original story to fill an entire hour and a half of a time frame without completely rehash. They didn't need to spend forty five to fifty fucking minutes yeah. rehashing the first movie. They could have done that within ten to fifteen in the beginning. Yeah, or less. Or less. Could have been done. You could have done it in like five minutes to ten minutes. Yeah, it it was just completely disappointing. (laughs) And like some like little flash nuance, like flashbacks, like here and there, like cool. That's that's okay. I get that. Right. He's like he's trying to process all of this that happens while he's telling the story and like while he's trying to justify like the murders he's committed himself. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Sure. But they just they just went about it in this weird roundabout cop outish way, and I, I I no okay nope no thank you not a fan don't like it this is actually probably like one of my least favorites okay understandable I mean for me I mean it's I always knew that this was I knew what to expect going in I've seen it a million times um, but the only redeeming thing about this one I would say is the garbage day moment and oh it, yeah I, I laughed so hard there was a few decent kills nothing. Um, extravagant, but there we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, it's it, like you said, it's pretty much terrible acting for the most part, like pretty damn bad. But you know, I've seen a lot worse, a hell of a lot worse, to be honest. The main guy who plays Ricky uh, does get a lot of shit, and I understand why, you know. But I I, I will defend him a little bit because even if it's shit, there's some entertainment in that acting yeah. that he did. And uh, he is genuinely kind of fucking crazy. And there's some interesting history on that as well. But enlighten me some odd way. (laughs) Somehow it translates into enjoyable for me more than some of the other ones in the franchise. Yes. And I'll explain that later when we get to those movies. But okay, the the first silent night, deadly night. It is not by any means. It's like they only had enough money to shoot 45 minutes of the new footage and decided to retell the first one, cutting back and, you know, for back and forth to the the brother. So to try to, like, make this, like, really big point, but it seemed, like you said, kind of a cheap grab. It is a cheap grab. Still, if you like the first one, it's one of the ones that you kind of have to watch in order to see the rest of the franchise because somehow they're all connected in some weird way. Although I don't know about the last Are two. Are they? Uh, well, not really, but <laughs> we'll get into that more. I mean, it's pretty much the only Xmas horror f- movie franchise in horror. So, you know, enough to make five mm-hmm. and even a sequel. Uh, so I'd say for most people, this is a skippable movie with most, only most of the diehard horror fans of this franchise, a must own, but it's slightly entertaining in the way that you watch it trip over itself and kind of fart in its mouth. Uh, but this one sort of ties into the third one and somewhat of the fourth one a little bit. 
I didn't catch that at all. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but like I said, I don't want to spoil that for them yet. But if you are going down the rabbit hole of this franchise, you have to watch this one. You, you don't skip it, period. You just have to watch it, even if you hate it, okay? But personally, I think it's better than one of the other ones in the franchise, and we'll get into that. Agreed. <laughs> no, I, can, I can agree with you right now, because yeah. I know which one you're going to talk like, about. Like, even though it went for the cheap grab, and it did all this other stuff. This is still better this than... This is still better than one of them that I'm going to go on a fucking tirade. I'm so excited. I will say, with what you, what you said about this movie my friend jason shout out jason Mm -hmm. um who seems to somehow be on the same fucking wavelength as us Mm -hmm. every time big horror fan big horror collector i swear to you the last couple of weeks he's been posting pictures of like his vhs copies or whatever of different movies right it's been the movies that we're about to review really yeah and or like we literally just recorded and we haven't released our episodes yet. It's That's super weird. Yeah. Um. He's a huge horror fan. Like, awesome dude. Um. I miss you, by the way. It's been forever since I've seen you because he he moved back home. So, so obviously a listener. Yeah, and he's <laughs> listened to um several of our episodes. He's trying to like get caught up, but I mean, obviously we have so many, so it's a hard. Well, Jason, but, thank you for listening, brother. He's he's awesome. Um, he's gonna agree. I I feel like he's gonna agree with you and what you yeah. said. Well, it's it's like it's it's there's some value in this movie because yeah. in the same way that you would look at a meme and go, oh man, that was funny. He specifically has like he brought up the garbage day thing to me. Yeah, specifically like in that the comments, is, and I was like, dude, there's nothing else out there like that and it became an internet sensation uh even way past its time and i got some pretty interesting well, stuff told, in the trivia I, I told him i was like yeah it's great but is it redeeming enough no like <laughs> no it's not like but however we're gonna get into it a little bit later but i agree with what we're gonna end up talking about at some point yeah and if, if we do anything we'll probably if we do scores guys you know we're kind of back and forth we don't always yeah. It, yeah we don't always do it but if we do it we'll do it towards the end of the the fourth and fifth one on um Next week. Next week, yeah. So some of the trivia in this movie, this was originally banned in the UK by the BBFC. They rejected uh, a UK video release in 1987 after the distributor refused to edit a double murder scene in shots of topless women being killed. Pussy. (laughs) I really don't think it's that bad. It's fucking not. It's not. I've seen so much worse movies than that. These are not graphic by any means. Like, they increasingly get more graphic later on sort of mm-hmm. but they are not the first three in particular are they're not to me i don't feel like they're graphic i think maybe the first one like because of how controversial it is and the time period so that's what you have to try and take into consideration is the time when it came out when it was sure released. there's like, a lot of factors that's especially controver- like that's a lot that's graphic to most people but us that are completely desensitized to shit, look at that and go, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a Disney movie in comparison to like what we're used to. Well, so I Charles E. Sellier, I think that's his name. Let me see here. Charles E. Sellier Jr. Sorry. They wanted him to do the second one, by the way, but he declined. So they got director Lee Harry to come in and do this. Now, one of the interesting things uh, about this movie in particular is that the producers of Silent Night, Deadly Night wanted Lee Harry to recut the first film and insert one or two scenes with Eric Freeman playing a mental patient. Okay, so this is this is where it's like, it could have been so much worse. You know, to make the original film appear to be nothing more than a, the ravings of an asylum inmate. 
I almost think I would have preferred that than spending 50 minutes rehashing the first movie. Yeah, but they're saying that they didn't. They only wanted tiny little intercuts of his brother telling the story of the movie, literally uh, from start yeah. to finish. That would have been an hour and a half of that shit. Yeah, that would have been annoying. And it would have been some fucking dream that he made up in his mind. I don't know, but it done the right way. It could have been okay. They say here that you know that the uh, all the people that were involved wrote short vignettes involving the patient's youth as he killed several people and eventually became this sequel. And there wasn't enough material for a full-length film, so numerous flashback sequences were added. The film still ran short, so almost 10 minutes of closing credits were added, showing the full cast and crew of this film and its predecessor. So, also, according to James Newman and Lee Harry, the role of Ricky Caldwell came down to Eric Freeman and another actor. And apparently the other actor that they had already nailed down was a far more experienced, better actor, they said, overall. But they liked the look of Freeman, Eric Freeman, more. The other one that they were fighting over was David Hevener, but Freeman got it. I don't think it would have mattered, honestly. Either way, like, even if they went with a more seasoned fucking actor or whatever, like, I, the material that he has to use is... Well, there's not much. It's not great, and there's not a lot of it. So, I feel like Freeman, like, as horrible as he was in this, like, you know what, he made, he he did fucking try. Like, I will give him that, but still. I I think there's just a lot more factors to it. I I, I definitely... I hope so. I definitely agree, you know, it's not good acting or anything, but I mean, I just, there's got to be something more to the story. And actually, I did listen to him talk about it a little bit, and originally, Eric Freeman tried out for the security guard in the movie but said who's got the lead you know like asking around and to get you know a better role possibly yeah and they shut him down but then they called him back anyway and he said uh when he did the role he just kind of went on this crazy mode and autopilot you know like he said it was just a bizarre role altogether like that he had to do for his first big role you know what i mean um apparently for years after he was actually looked for like people were like trying to track him down because at the time garbage day garbage day fucking like became big on the internet oh yeah so it became like a meme and everybody just started fucking blowing up trying to fucking you know, they thought it was hilarious. And then some people, most people didn't even know what the fucking movie was. In fact, he had written off the movie and just kind of like went on him with his life. And they were trying to track him down. There was even a documentary, apparently, that they were trying to do called like Finding Freeman. And it was like literally trying to find this guy. But he said like when people were trying to hunt him down that he didn't even realize it that, and was kind of completely blindsided by the weird fame. You know, like I'm paraphrasing here, but there was supposedly, like I said, the documentary and but he didn't he didn't really understand all the negativity that uh, people were giving him because he like he he was explaining that he wasn't used to that and he'd kind of forgotten about the movie and all these people tracked him down. So he didn't really understand listening to these podcasts and all these other things like us, us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk shit about it. Sorry, buddy. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's cool. But um, so he, he kind of took it pretty harsh at first. He even wrote a movie to kind of try to basically show everyone that he's got the chops and that nobody believed in him. And apparently it never happened. Like I, I listened to him on some other podcast and, but apparently it just never happened. And he called it a fast paced action thriller, which some people had said it was kind of the people that read it said it was like death wish meets the fugitive. Okay. And Ricky pretty much is like breaking out of the mental institution. 
So it was kind of his middle finger, but, and he even went on uh shockwaves podcast actually, which is run by Blumhouse. And, um, he, th- he was trying to pitch the, 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 the screenplay to them. You know, he's really proud of it and everything. And I would love to read it. I would actually be interested in seeing it, but, um, Apparently, Eric Freeman frequently received conflicting direction from director Lee Harry and the co-writer Joseph H. Earl during the filming. Freeman had wanted to play Ricky as more of a cold and malevolent killer, but Harry envisioned Ricky as a more wisecracking killer along the lines of Freddy Krueger, while Earl encouraged Freeman to be the over-the-top as possible in his acting. Mm. See what I mean? Yep. So this is what I'm talking about, like... It, it, you know, when you're getting tugged in all these different directions and you had this sort of role. He tries to find like a middle ground. Right. And this is kind of like he was, he felt comfortable in a certain way and then they didn't, you know, who knows? Right. Also, James Newman had a fierce argument with the producer Lawrence Applebaum the day that Dr. Bloom's death was due to be filmed. And uh, when Bloom's body was loaded into the body bag, Newman gave the finger to the camera, knowing the gesture would be obscured by the other actors in the frame. That's funny. <laughs> so it wasn't all fucking roses on the fucking set. Yeah, for sure. The only other thing that I have, and I found this on IMDb, was just basically that Ricky's eyebrows move up and down 130 times. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually counted that shit, You're guys. Insane. So I'm going to share that. Yeah, okay? good for you. But that just means, you know, someone's like, I want to give this sh- this movie a shot, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm going to count how many times you've raised yeah. your eyebrows. Uh, Mother <laughs> Superior's address in the movie is 666. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I got. You know, it's a, it's an interesting movie to have in the franchise. This is probably one of the most disjointed franchises I've ever seen. Uh, I had seen each one of these movies individually. And uh, as as we progressively go through each of the series of the film, uh, holy shit, <laughs> this mo- this franchise is just insane, dude. And I really feel like somebody needs to retcon and I would never think that I would say that, but I feel like somebody needs to kind of retcon and get this fucking story back on yeah. track. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have our ups and downs in this franchise, and some of them are actually kind of fun, uh, but they're all pretty bad. They're all pretty bad. <laughs> For the most yeah. part. Um, Yikes. Well, we have some spoilers that we're going to go over here now in particular. What do you think uh, stuck out to you? I liked the scene where he runs over the dude in his Jeep. Right, where Ricky. Well, this is like after halfway point of the movie. <laughs> it's like past that. Yeah, ish. I don't know. Like, no, no, no. It's it's. Oh when yeah, you're right. They're you're doing right the flashbacks point. of Ricky as a kid. Yeah, so like Ricky is like telling. I don't know. Like this is now when he's killing people. Right. Um, and he comes across this couple in a park where the guy's trying to rape her. Yeah, he's, in the same like, fashion that Santa did in the first in movie. In the first movie, yeah. yeah. So it's very similar and. So basically, like the dude's trying to, you know, rape his girlfriend essentially, and then she gets free for no from reason, him for too. No, yeah, for literally for no reason. She gets free from him, but it's very like scene by scene, like cut into San- the Santa killer trying to kill and rape his mom. It's done exactly the same. Yeah, almost. they they yeah. format it very similarly. So obviously, it initiates this like flashback sequence for him, and then he gets into this like naughty. Like murderous, <laughs> like rage, right? That was another drink, by the way, that I was gonna have. Is called so na- good. naughty nog. Naughty nog. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he ends up. The guy leaves the girl and like walks to the road, and he's driving up in like his jeep, 
and stops and then the guy's just staring at him and then he just speeds up and runs him over like four fucking and times then he backs back and it forth. up and then he runs him over and he backs it up runs him over backs it up runs him over like he just keeps doing it which and is they, pretty like, great show this like long shot you know of like just the girl from the girl's perspective right. like out in the field like watching this dude just like back forth back forth back and, like just running over this fucking body <laughs> and i'm just like whoa wow <laughs> like it's so unnecessarily long but it's hilarious the girl thanks him she does she comes she comes up and she like seems seems like she's going to get all crazy and like a, like upset at first and so you're like great now he's gonna chase her through the woods and slit her throat or something right right and then she literally just goes thank you and then walks away. And then, like, cements his, he, like, justification he, for he, doing what he did. This is one of the things that, like, I did like about his acting, though, is because he, like, goes like he's going to go after her, but then stops himself. Well, that was a kid. That was a different actor. And, no, it was the same guy. It was him. No, it was a younger version of him. Oh, I thought it was the same dude. They looked the same. I thought, him. maybe. I'm pretty I could sure be it's the same. He looks the same. But either way, that scene was pretty cool. And then well, you see, like, this bloody arm, like, lift its hand up and then, like, fall back down. I'm like, yeah. You just got <laughs> run over, and, like, ten times. Like, you're dead. There was some funny stuff, though, that I'm going to mention before all of this stuff that where they were intercutting it with the original first film that I wanted to bring up because I thought was really funny. There was, like, uh, the psychiatrist was talking to Ricky, and he was like, Ricky was regaling. I don't know about regaling, but he was talking about how his mother got her throat slit and fucking her breast exposed and then fucking her family like died and everything because the Santa shot them or whatever. But uh, he was like, the, the psychiatrist was like, that was some time ago. You couldn't possibly remember that. Well, he was like an infant. Yeah. He was an infant in the car and he was like, I do because I was there. Yeah. Yeah, like an infant, you know, always yeah, remembers. He's not even a year old, and like he's not gonna remember shit. First of all, <laughs> he can't see over the seats. Like, what does he know? <laughs> so there was this other scene that I wanted to bring up that was also intercut in in those parts, and it was Billy from the first movie was getting spanked by Mother Superior, and the transition from each spank to Ricky going, "She was naughty." <laughs> <laughs> I, you gotta give him credit for the edit. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotta give him credit for the edit credit for the edit yeah i don't know about that but but there was a scene where he was like going on this date with this girl later on and they go to see this movie in the theater and like there's this loud mouthy guy behind them like talking shit and you can see that he just wants to murder them yeah like immediately but um ricky's all like hey what did you say this movie was about again and she's like oh it's this guy dressed as santa claus and he's like Naughty. <laughs> Which this is an ongoing theme throughout the whole franchise. Yeah, every two, three, they four, five. They play the prior one in each movie. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I did like that. I like that too. I kind of it's just a fun little thing. It was. Did by the way, did they say why Mother Superior's face was all fucked up? She had a stroke. Okay, so she, the girl says that she had a stroke, and that's why she doesn't work or live there, whatever, there. She's by herself. But and her I'm face... like, that's not what happens to your face when you have a stroke. Right. But she okay. had, like, like really bad cauliflower face. It annoyed face. the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I was so irritated. I just wanted to dip a face in some fucking ranch and fucking call and it a day. just it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you brought a veggie tray to the fucking potty. Cool. <laughs> But she's got that tough old cauliflower face, though, you know? She, like, <laughs> fell she down some, some stairs and shit. Like, Ricky yeah, confronts no. her. And, and Ricky, he's like, he calls, she calls him naughty. And he says, naughty this. And axes her. But, like, he's, like, downward thrusting at her face. Mm -hmm. And it cuts her head off from right to left. And I'm like, that's that's the wrong way. So, yeah, it's like the wrong cut. Inconsistencies. Yeah, they were like, fuck, we fucked this up. We got to make it fit better. Right. 
Um, also the fact that they just like put her head back on supposedly like there's like it's not not connected and there wouldn't be blood everywhere yeah that too i'm like mm-hmm. well there was uh do you have any other scene that you want to bring up like there's one really kind of interesting gore scene not like amazing or anything. um when he the girl's like boyfriend ex-boyfriend or whatever that was harassing her in the movie theater he's like trying <laughs> to charge his battery on his car whatever the fuck he's doing and they're walking down the road and he confronts him and it gets super like weird and obviously they're gonna fight each other yeah he ends up like putting the dude's head into like where the ignition or where the engine and everything is in the car oh yeah and then takes the um the what the fuck are those called the How car you, battery uh the car battery yeah. like the the things you squeeze because they're the jumping the car jumper cables yeah jumper he cables. takes like the jumper cable and like attaches it to the dude's like tongue right and then it pops his eyeballs out or whatever it was mm-hmm. that scene was pretty funny yeah because like you know of course this is like the point the turning point and then now he's going like now he's lost all of his shit yeah, yeah this is this like is we're leading into ricky rampage style ricky rampage <laughs> ricky God. rampage going on a wild streak we're on a banda but he's he's like going around the neighborhood shooting including some poor schmuck who was just taken out his fucking garbage oh, poor guy yeah <laughs> Garbage day. The guy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. Dude, that's, it's still fucking great. Like, I I don't care. Like, I will always be thankful that Eric Freeman did that scene because that is so memorable. That is like one of the most memorable things in the entire franchise. Everything other than the kid getting his head cut off in the first one Mm -hmm. when they're sledding. That one's great. That's fucking awesome. I love that. I just think that's... It's a great scene. I, I remember when I was a little kid watching that, the first one, and going, oh my God, Santa just cut somebody's head off, like, I and it rolls scene. down the hill. That's one of those, like, gifts or whatever that's, like, ongoing every Christmas for so, like, horror fans. I love it. So there you go. You know what I mean? If Eric, if you're listening, fucking kudos to you, man. That shit's fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Um, the one thing I did want to mention, there was one scene where Ricky stabs the loan shark. I think he's a loan shark. Or drug dealer or something outside in the alleyway. <gasps> oh, fuck with the umbrella. Yeah. I like that scene. He stabs the loan shark through the chest. See, I got so distracted. I forgot that happened. In and he movie. like, he like Ricky lifts this guy up in the air with one arm, by the way, and opens the umbrella on the other side, so, which I was like, that's a kind of a unique kill. Cool. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I completely like, I, I'm obviously we, we watched a lot of movies this week. So my sure. brain was like, yeah, that I mean, was a good one. I thought that was a cool kill. I mean, it wasn't exactly. The most gory movie in the whole fucking franchise no, or anything. I, I love, too, like, after this fact, like, when the body's on the ground and, like, it's raining. Mm-hmm. And so the blood's slowly, like, rinsing off of the umbrella. Right. It's cool. Yeah, I thought like, so. Visually, that was a really cool scene. It was a cool scene. I thought they did a really good job on that one. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot worse than that, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the most part. Do you have anything else you want to add to it? Like, I, I don't I, even I really, really remember don't. how it ends other than Ricky getting shot the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. He gets shot. I don't remember him being shot in the head. I remember blood being on his head. There was blood on his head, but I don't remember him actually getting shot in the head either. Right. I just remember there. I was like, why is there blood on his head? He got shot all in the chest. Right. I thought it was just like splatter effect on yeah, his face. I don't I know. I, I was didn't, also- it, didn't, it didn't like really pronounce that he got shot in the head or anything. Yeah, I was also confused. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. But, you know, they ended it like the first one ended in a way. They had to do that. Yeah. Which is so, this is the, the, the interesting thing, guys. How does a movie have so many fucking sequels from a franchise where the fucking lead antagonist 
dies mm -hmm. over and over and over again. But I mean, we've seen that in Jason, mm -hmm. Michael, Myers, Michael Myers, and we've seen it in those other slashers. So it kind of makes sense. But why they went the route that they did after this is a little bit mind-boggling. That's the most baffling thing about it. Like I the hope, third one sort of works. I hope but... that you guys have watched these. Like I gave you yeah. links to where you could watch them. So did you, you did you do the uh the stars membership for I a did. month? Yeah, I did too. Just so I could watch the last three. You know why I did? Why? Because they have Edward Scissorhands on there. Oh, you're like and whatever. I've been wanting to I for whatever fucking reason I don't own Edward Scissorhands and I'm like fiending to watch it. Well it was eight ninety nine, I think, but eight ninety nine, yeah. I just paid that for the stars membership for the month. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna end up having that back anyway for American Gods. It's only eight ninety nine. I figured it was a better deal. I did buy the uh I think I actually own the entire movie now on YouTube, the second one, this one, for dollar two bucks. Nice. I was like, whatever, I'll just buy it. Like, I would rather have the, the yeah, fucking... Like this one I rented Blu -ray, through but... Google Play for $2. Really? Okay. See, I don't but know if others, I rented it or what. The others were only on Stars with a membership. Otherwise, I had to fucking watch it on my computer, and I hate watching movies on a computer. Uh, okay. I hate it. I well, don't want to do it. other than that, guys, we do have another movie that we want to talk about, and this is the sequel, the direct sequel the to sequel. part two. <laughs> Which was Silent Night, Deadly Night, Three, better watch out. You better watch out, you motherfuckers. From 1989. The story goes, Ricky Caldwell, the notorious killer Santa Claus, awakens from a six-year coma after being kept alive on life support by a slightly crazed doctor experimenting with ESP and other special abilities. Ricky targets a young clairvoyant blind woman named Laura <laughs> with whom he shares a psychic connection. This movie was directed by Monty Hellman um, who did Iguana Beast mm -hmm. from Haunted Cave Oh, that one. Road to Nowhere and some other stuff. <laughs> um, it was written by Rex Weiner. Weiner. It's probably Weiner, but yeah. I always want to say Weiner. Um, who hasn't honestly done a whole lot. Um, he did a movie called Forgotten Prisoners, The Amnesty Files, She's Revenge or Che's Revenge. C-H-E. Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah. the revolutionist. The and an episode of Miami Vice. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it stars Samantha Scully, who plays Laura, who was in Best of the Best and Bloodsuckers and this movie. Okay. That's it. It also has Bill motherfucking Mosley. Oh, yeah. Who plays Ricky Caldwell. He is in such movies as House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, Motherfucking Chop Top and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Fuck yeah. Repo the Genetic Opera, The Devil's Carnival, and the list goes on and on and on. And I can't even fucking tell you right now how is he, many And he's going to be in Three from Hell, too. He's so. going to be in Three from Hell. I cannot even tell you right now how many, like, movies he has listed in post pre or like approved like a production right now <laughs> okay. he's working on so much fucking shit it's insane yeah he's a between well, tv shows and movies and whatever else he's doing like it's he's one of the nicest guys in the industry he's amazing yeah like i like meeting him was one of the coolest fucking experiences of my life yeah he's a genuine him. person he really is and he just like looks for you to like have a conversation with him he's like please talk to me and i'm like i'm afraid I love you. I can't. I can't <laughs> all I can say is that I love you, and that's it. Um, it also has Richard um, Beimer, who plays Doctor Newberry, who was in West Side Story, Twin Peaks, both the original and the what, 2017 remake. Mm -hmm. um, Murder She Wrote. I had to include that because of course reasons. Um, and The Little Death, and a lot of other things. 
He's been he was acting has, has been acting for a very long time. La Petite Morte. La Petite Morte. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also has Eric DeRay, who plays Chris, who's in Starship Troopers, Lost Highway, Twin Peaks, and Critters. Four. Ooh, by the way, I got the whole box set, Brittany. Did you? So eventually, we also have the whole box set of Record, Ooh. so we got to watch all of those. Yeah, I'm down with that. Anyway. We did Critters. Didn't we do cr- two? Nope. Nope. We haven't done any Critters movies? I don't think I have. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, we should do them all then. Super stoked. Sweet. That's fine. I'm excited for that. It also has Laura Herring, who plays Jerry, who, okay, she's an Inside, first of all, which is a great movie. Yes. Great movie. She's also in Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. which I love. A lot Ish. of people like that over fucking uh, Lost Highway. I like Lost Highway. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch Lost them Highway. both back to back and make a decision, to mm-hmm. be honest. But I really liked Mulholland Drive. She was also in The Punisher, uh, Willard, and Little Nicky. Nice. Which is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love Little Nicky. Like, I literally give no fucks about what anybody has to say about Adam Sandler. Dude, don't like that movie. shit with your head. With your head. Yeah. Like, oh, I. I I love it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I fucking love that movie. Like, that is just a gem to me that, like, it's It's a big budget flop, but But it's so good. It's just, like, to me, it's like a cult classic. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Anyway, it also has Elizabeth Hoffman, who plays Granny, who was fucking Ruth in Dante's Peak. Mm. And I love that fucking movie. Like, that bitch gets her fucking entire body destroyed by, like, volcano lava to basically save her family. Sort of. Wait. She's the old lady in fucking Dante's Peak. She's the mom. The old oh, grandma. Dude, whatever. there's that part. I got to mention this because we'll never talk she about it. She gets her it. legs like eaten apart this by This is the lava. perfect opportunity. Dante's Peak, there's a scene where he has a dream or where the girl gets fucking crushed by some rock coming through this, the roof. The roof. That's his wife. And I, I laugh so You're a dick. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I watched it recently. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh so That's, hard. That honestly, like, I I love that fucking movie. Watch I've that always again. loved that Have movie. Have you seen it? I've recently? watched it recently, and I did not fucking laugh at I that th- part. <laughs> you horrible human. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, she's also in a movie called Fear No Evil. She was in the series Matlock and another series called Sisters. Okay. Um, Alex. I will have to say, because I have been dying, literally dying. We've been talking a little bit here and there for the last couple of nights about um, all of the different movies in these franchise. I am very curious to find out your thoughts on this, because you were like, I think I'm going to need to rant for a little bit. And I was like, please do. Yeah. Um, because so, so yeah, yeah. B- buckle the fuck up. Uh, put your earmuffs on. What were your thoughts? It's gonna start out light, but did it's you, gonna did it's you gonna like get it? in there. Um, did you love it? <laughs> <laughs> so just to preface this, at first I was like, is this like a Twin Peaks Xmas horror movie? Because like literally everybody in the movie almost like the Doctor Newberry is in Twin Peaks. He's the father that runs the hotel. Um, the the brother is the guy who plays Bobby in Twin Peaks who dies early on. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spo- <laughs> Twin yeah. Peaks. Spoiler Twin Peaks alert. I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but anyway, so a blind psychic walks into a dream clinic. Have you heard this one? I haven't. Oh, okay. Me. All right. What, what happens? <laughs> no, really. Oh, is this the, a real joke? This one had a... <laughs> No, it's not a joke. Well, it is a joke, but not a joke. Uh, This one really had the courage to throw in a blind telepathic in the mix. Um, I wish I was at that sit down, you know, when they actually came up with this idea and this concept, because I would have been laughing really hard. Um, 
<laughs> Anyways, Ricky. Just, just laughing? Ricky is played by Bill Mosley, as she said. He's the brother from part two. He's been in a coma for six years with some weird clear brain hat. Yeah, I can't. With blinking lights, he wakes up and starts killing everybody, of course. And, and you know, they they carry over the whole, he sees red because, you know, when Santa wears his red suit, it triggers him to make him fucking kill everybody. That's back. Uh, or as they say, red de- uh, activates his childhood trauma. Uh, more, you know, appropriate <laughs> terms, I guess. Uh, this one's really bad. Yeah. And super slow, too. Some people will say you could even fast forward to the very end, which I don't blame them. Uh, I haven't seen this for years and I barely remember it, but the, the joke about this being kind of like a Twin Peaks reunion, mm-hmm. to be honest, isn't really too far off. It's not. But I don't mean that in the sense that Twin Peaks is bad. I mean it that it was trying to be like a Twin Peaks horror movie right like it literally felt like that it was very weird uh similar kind of style in a way but definitely nowhere near as good like at all it, it's just like really at all <laughs> like it's just weird and surreal sometimes you know robert culp who plays the white hair detective is about the only actor in the movie that brings a breath of fresh air uh to me uh he actually is a natural and flows really well uh, it's about the only time that the movie doesn't slowly drag you to the closet to grab a fucking shotgun and paint the fucking walls. Uh, honestly, like, that is how I feel. <laughs> this isn't by any means a good Bill Mosley film. No. Do not watch this film if you're looking for Bill Mosley action. And, and to be quite honest, it, it, you know, his catalog of films can, has seen, you know, ups and downs. I'm not trying to be mean or impolite. Let's... I fucking love Bill Mosley. When he, he gets the roles that work the best for him, it's just amazing. But I feel like he did his part in this movie the way that he was instructed. But I got to admit, he looks like a fucking idiot with yeah. that fucking goddamn ridiculous yeah. brain hat with blinking lights on walking around like an idiot like it just pissed me off i don't know why and i yeah, I, i'm no, sure I, I, even too. he would feel the same way like i i'm not like putting that guy down here the weird thing is is that this whole movie is played so straight and so fucking slow with all these long drawn out scenes that you would find in like Twin Peaks almost, you know, but those work and this one doesn't. But whatever they were trying to do was not delivered, in my opinion. Or, or maybe it was. I, I don't know. It's really confusing, to say the least. But the whole point of the series is to have a goddamn Santa killer. Right. This is the first movie that goes, wait, what? He's not Santa killer? He didn't even try to address, like, dressing up as a Santa killer of some sort? Exactly. Like, who the, where the fuck is he? We traded him for some sort of fucking Frankenstein. Or maybe in this case, it'd be, what, Rickenstein? Rickenstein. Yeah. <laughs> He's like fighting a psychic for the worst showdown I've possibly ever seen. Look, I'll just say this, guys. If you guys want to lay on a fucking knife in the near future for some sort of weird entertainment, then have at it. You know what I mean? Because, but I, I encourage you not to because we did it for you and it's not fun. I'll, we'll save you the hassle. I mean, Jesus, like, seriously, dude, like, Lord Jesus, take the fucking wheel. This is that bad. It pissed me off. It is really bad. It's really fucking bad. Like, Bill Mosley couldn't save it, you guys. You know what's funny, though? He couldn't save it. The thing that I kept thinking the whole time after I watched this fucking abomination, and I I was cutting myself, I was cutting love and Christmas into my arm, 
<laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, is that the blind person and a killer isn't new. We've, we've seen that. We've kind of seen the switched version of it in Don't Breathe. But it could have been done actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. And they fucked it all up. And it's not the part of the actors, I feel, at all. Like, I don't blame Bill Mosley. Although no, I didn't, I didn't feel like the acting was terrible. I just felt like the everything else about this movie, like, the writing was terrible. It's like weird. The direction that they put them in is terrible. Like, it, the, the whole idea is just... No, <laughs> no. I just, I, I like, I, I physically, you know physically, least, I was upset. But at least Christmas is part of this movie, right? That's that's the thing I realized when I first because I watched these in succession, you know, from chronological order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, man, why did they? What? Like literally, he looks like Frankenstein walking around. Laura. Laura. Yeah. I, nope. And then every time he said Laura, I just kept thinking Twin Peaks because there's two actors from Twin Peaks in it. And I thought that the one of the other people, the, the chick, the main chick was one of the, the girls that was friends with Laura in the Twin Peaks TV show. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought it was her, but it wasn't. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's just similar, but it, 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 I just, I couldn't get away from it. I was like, okay, they're trying to be like Twin Peaks, like a really shitty version of it. Like, his name was, like, David Rinch instead of Lynch, kind of, like, rip-off name. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I was upset. Like, I went outside after the movie was over. Minch. And I and I, I, I literally folded my arms on my chest and just sat there with a frumpy face. And I was like, wow, I'm, like, physically showing. I'm, like, I'm very angry right I'm now. upset right so now. You're very like, just... You need a minute. <laughs> you need a time out. I, I was like, wow, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's not as bad as Howling 4. God, no. But. Is anything as bad as Howling I don't know. 4? Like, it's not that it's bad. It's yet to be determined. But it's pretty bad, guys. Like, and it's not, it's just, I don't know what it is, but they just do not have, the pacing would have been fine. Like, I don't know. Like, if this would have been called anything else, maybe it would have been better. I don't know. I can't even say. No, I don't think it would have been. It's pretty bad. I'll be honest, I do not think it would have been. I'm sorry, guys. I know that if you're a fan of this, you're, like, pissed off. I'm not trying to be pissing you off, but I just, I don't know. Did you get dropped on your head as a child? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just, I don't don't know what to say, but I'm sorry that I'm shitting on your movie if that's the case. I'm (laughs) not. I'm not at all. It's... It's horrible. So what do you think? Sorry. Uh, I'm curious. No, I, I I agree with literally everything you said. So absolutely everything. I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I was so irritated the entire time. This is time worse than part two. I was literally... No, it absolutely is. Like, this is... And I hated part two, but this is worse than part two for me. Like, the entire time trying to sit through... I'm surprised I didn't fall asleep. Shocker for me. Right. Because most of the time I'm just like, nope. Are you about to drink peppermint schnapps right now? Yeah. Are you... Do you hate yourself? Yeah. Are you just that upset about this movie that you're yeah, about well, to subject I need to yourself to peppermint schnapps? Yeah. Like you've, you've, I'm pretty upset. You're insane. Drink something else. There's literally like 101 wild turkey in front of you and you're going to drink shitty peppermint schnapps? Look, I'm getting old, Brainy. God, you're horrible. My pussy's um, getting wet. Your pussy's getting wet? My pussy's getting real wet. Jesus Christ. I think it's supposed to dry it out because it's peppermint schnapps and it's for <laughs> old people. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You want some peppermint schnapps? Here you go, Sadie. You just drink some schnapps. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, go ahead. Anyway, like, 
I don't even know what I'm saying. I hate this fucking movie. This movie sucks. I don't like it. Um, I it was a very pleasant surprise for me and a, like a nice little treat to see that Bill Mosley was in it. Cause right. I, I literally was like, <gasps> Bill Mosley. Well, I didn't recognize him at first because he kind of disfigured his right eye or what his well, left he's really eye. Really young. Yeah, he is really young in this movie. Like, to, not to say you're old. You're not old, sir. You're not old. No. You're not old. He's spry. You're a spry young buck, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. The, whatever. It's the just not one of his is, best it's, movies. It's really not. But I mean, he doesn't really have any lines in it, to be honest. So like, Laura. he did what he was supposed to. So I mean, honestly, he's the best actor of the bunch at this point. Like, he really is. He nailed it. He nailed it. Like, <laughs> nailed it, sir. Like, thank you. Um, he yeah, nailed no. it like the fucking weird cup that he was wearing this, on his fucking this, head. This movie can fuck right off. Like, I, I'm not... I, no. But there, is there anything redeeming about it? Like, anything? Like, did you find Bill anything... Bill Mosley couldn't make it redeeming, then there's nothing redeeming about it. Dude, what's up with them calling Granny, Granny? Granny. Like, it felt like it was written by somebody who was, like, 90 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't like it. Don't, don't. Don't, I was like, like it. I mean, I understand it's an older movie. It's 89, right? It's not that old, though. It is not that old. It's not even 30 years old. Uh, I feel bad shitting on this movie, but I was pretty upset. I like, don't. I even wrote in the Do You Love Horror um, Facebook group. I was like, I watched uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, and it's pretty upsetting. I'm going to probably rant about this very soon. Yeah. So we did discuss, obviously, that there are three actors... Two actors and one actress from this movie that all have, have all appeared in David Lynch productions, obviously. So, yeah. Chris's girlfriend, she's from Twin Peaks. She is? Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize her. Supposedly. Hang on, now I'm just double, triple, quadruple checking? I don't know, I'm sorry, not from Twin Peaks. She's from Mulholland Drive. Thank you, I was like, I'm sorry, that was my was bad, it? that was my bad. Not Twin Peaks. The So, Chris and, the guy that played Chris and Dr. Newberry, right. they're from Twin Peaks, she's Which, from Mulholland Drive. So, she was in Mulholland Drive, okay. Yes, so, you know, obvi- you, know you were talking earlier about how this felt like a Twin Peaks thing. Well, two actors Three. from this are from well, yeah. Twin Peaks. Or Lynch. Or, yeah, they've yeah. all appeared in... Da- Three of them have appeared in David Lynch Productions. Maybe more, but I didn't Twin check Peaks, them all. One from Mulholland Drive. Right. And it's got a three on IMDb. Like, that's... That's, that's bad. generous. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's generous. Yeah, well, it's generous, but it's also bad. Part of what could explain the shenanigans though, that was this movie was it was largely rushed into production. Well, it certainly feels like it. Um... The original scripts was actually discarded and re-wit- rewritten in one week. <laughs> well, that's not that bad, really. Um, so the principal photography had finished. So the the rewriting started in March of 1989, and the principal photography had actually finished by the end of April, and editing was done in May. Okay. So the movie was actually first screened at a film festival in July. So for the most part, this is a pretty rushed movie. So I don't know. I feel like this doesn't, doesn't really explain away any of the issues, but, you know. Right. Maybe. Understandable. Okay. Maybe we could be like, oh, okay. No. It's still terrible. I just I just think that the first movie doesn't get the right. Like, I've never even been that big of a fan of uh, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, I know everybody that's like their first go-to movie that they always think of. Well, it's not my first go-to, but it's definitely one of them. Well, it's like, I watch, every year I watch Krampus. I watch um christmas evil without a doubt i will never miss that movie ever again i love that movie um i also watch like sometimes i'll watch gremlins too or no gremlins Gremlins. i'm sorry and then sometimes i'll watch there's another couple black christmas every now and then i'm not a huge fan of that one either i like Black. you gotta be a really big slasher fan 
Because that was technically not, one of the very first but I slashers. Like Black Christmas. Yeah. So is there any other trivia that a you had? Um, Dr. Newberry's assistant in this movie was actually played by Melissa Hellman. Okay. Who's the daughter of the director. Okay. Um, and then the original screenplay for the movie was actually written by producer Arthur Gorson and S.J. Smith. But Hellman disliked the screenplay. However, with Gorson's permission, he actually hired Rex to write a completely new screenplay for the movie, which was further revised by Hellman himself and his daughter and um, another man named Stephen Gatos. Gatos? Okay. But the rejected script by Gorson and Smith actually subsequently formed the basis of what became the fourth movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Initiation. Right. In 1990. Oh, yeah. I heard that's actually in the notes of the next movie. That this Now you're switching to actual alcohol. Yeah. And not your shitty grandma schnapps. So oh, you're welcome. Congratulations. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> You've moved up in life. <laughs> no, I'm just being a bitch. I'm sorry. I like that shit, though. It's not that bad. <sighs> Woo, that's some fucking things. strong shit. It is. Well, it's what? 101? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. That was it. There wasn't a whole lot of trivia that I could actually like locate for this movie, and I'm rightfully so, to be honest, because yeah. it's fucking god awful. So, I mean, to be to be fair about it, I mean, there are, <sighs> I don't know, like you know, it's 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 one thing to sit here and say, oh, that's a bad movie, never made one, blah blah blah, all that nonsense, right? But as a viewer, which I think is a valid opinion to have. It really just didn't sit well with me. Well, the person me. Is, you're making the movie for. And I don't. I, I honestly don't even think it has anything to do with, well, that's an old movie. It felt like the shittiest 90s movie, and it was made in 1989. Mm-hmm. And I just... You could see it, like, slowly crumbling apart and becoming loose and loose. Yep. Like, there was, like... Okay, like, here's an example. There's a scene where the car drives off, and instead of them just showing that they're driving off... The it's a four minute scene of the car driving off. It's like they show the whole fucking thing, which is kind of like something typical you would see in Twin Peaks. Like they have this like like, a David Lynch thing. Yeah, it's like a very long, long scene and everything like that. And I feel like that there was definitely some sort of it's not a David Lynch film because what Twin Peaks came out in 1990. So maybe this was the inspiration to Twin Peaks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like uh, as crazy as that may sound like it like legitimately it's not i mean i know that it came out before it so you guys can suck it those are like clenching their fists and want to punch my head over and over again <laughs> till i go to sleep and not breathe um but that's just the way it is i'm sorry um there are some fun things i would not if i was to watch this series or franchise again i would definitely watch it again and i would probably get even more angry the next time i, I watch this i would skip this one I just, I don't, you can skip to the end, and even the end isn't good. It's, like, actually really anticlimactic, so. Yeah, honestly, I don't have any. You don't have any scenes? You gotta have scenes. There's gotta be stuff you gotta make fun of, at least. Oh, well, okay, so every actual murder scene, quote-unquote, or kill scene is just funny in its own way. Like, nothing about it is traumatizing or scary. Or gory, really. It's just like, here's some blood on someone and they're dead now. Cool. Well, and we're done. One of the first things I thought about that I wanted to point out is that so Laura, she's just like, you know, telepathic fucking blind person. She's in this dream clinic and obviously she's supposed to explain everything she dreams about. But for whatever fucking reason, she can never muster what the fuck she saw. Or at least she just won't tell them. 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of annoying. I'm like, why are you hiding it? Like, it's like she's embarrassed of it. I'm like, dude, they're literally paying you to be at this fucking dream clinic to be there. Your job is literally to try to remember everything that you do. So it's not like you're just like, what did you dream about? Oh, I don't know. Like, that's all <laughs> she said all the time. And it's like, he's like, you really don't remember anything? No, I don't know. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm fucking working here. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay to watch you for fucking eight hours while you lay on a fucking table and so i could sit in there and monitor your fucking your heartbeat like come on your brain waves spill it whore (laughs) plus there's so (laughs) many bad jokes in this like just a few that i wanted to bring up um it says uh one of them is uh want to know how a pea brain gets their belt off she says the main girl oh my god she pulls the metal part up from her belt the one that clasps into the leather and she starts jerking it off and it's this like really funny joke between her and her brother but it's not funny at all it's just stupid and weird it's like i was like it's like a five-year-old's joke i was like what is going on right now Like, imagine being the actor in that moment, having to fucking do that. And she did it well. Yeah, she did. But you can't, you can't, you can't, you can paint shit any color you want. It's still shit. It's still shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, there's also... Another joke where this, this, the only Santa in the movie, by the way, other than that's on the TV, the, this, or no, actually it was in her dream. Yeah. Um, there's a guy, this drunk Santa, for some reason happens to wander into the one room where the Santa killer, Ricky, fucking happens to be yeah. with his little fucking brain cap thing on. And he's like, <laughs> hey, vegetable, what's your favorite singer? Perry Coma? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I went and grabbed the shotgun out of my closet and Christina blow had to your, yank it out of my his hand. brains out. Yeah. Um, and then what's up with the gas station attendant getting phone sex? Like, that's just like some weird... Yeah, I didn't understand that. It was... It was, it, it, was, like it, was it made it more interesting. It did. But also at the same time, like, this is unnecessary. They didn't show his head getting cut off. No, you just see the head and obviously he's sticking his head through a hole in the fucking table. Uh, yeah, with a like a planner. It's very like, clear. Like a monthly planner. Yeah. Like <laughs> calendar. I was like, <laughs> all right then. Like today is the day you get your head chopped off. That's cool. And also, by the way, the grandmother's a psychic, of course. You know, because it's passed on. It's like some poltergeist shit. Yeah. Literally, hereditary. it felt like a poltergeist fucking... Remember when part two, like, where she's all like, can you pass me the red yarn? Now the yellow. And she's like, Carol Ann's not mm-hmm. looking. Like, that's what it felt like. Right. And they kept calling her Granny. Granny. Which bugged the shit out of me, dude. Uh, do you have any favorite... <laughs> <laughs> do you have any favorite scenes, though, that you might might want to bring up? Honestly, you there has to be something, Brittany. Uh, you have to bring something the up. Doctor. Okay. <laughs> or no, no, no. Okay, Wait, I'm sorry. Doctor? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His the psychiatrist. That was terrible. The psychiatrist or whatever. Like he's dying. Where right? he's like laying there. Yeah. On the ground. And then they and pan got, back to him at the end of the got, movie. At the end, yeah, and he's got his like guts hanging out or whatever, and it's uh. like the cop dude that's like coming up, and he's basically just like told you bitch like that's that, that's the, uh, it's so stupid <laughs> I, was, I was laughing so fucking hard dude it's like really bad it is so bad like All how did bad. this not but get, like i just like, like that the dude that's like the the uh detective or whatever that's there like just doesn't give a fuck robert that this Culp, dude is yeah, dying like he awesome. just doesn't fucking care he's so just like well he stole his car first of all to exactly, get away yeah but he's so like middle finger like 
yeah, your guts are hanging out. You've been completely like fucking like you're fucked up. Like you're you're gonna die here, and I don't give a shit. And it yeah. was so funny. Like I was like, wow. There was another right. scene in this movie that was really funny to me. Is like where Ricky like shows up to Granny's house or whatever, and well, oh, they, yeah. he kills Granny obviously, but that's not even interesting because they don't show anything. It's all off camera. Yeah. And then, but he breaks through the front door like some sort of like Frankenstein. But it also kind of reminded me of the new Michael Myers Halloween movie or whatever, because his right arm goes through the door and grabs her. So I was like, oh my God, that's like, it's like Halloween, dude. Mm. Um, But the funny thing when this part happens is that she's Michael Myers. Well, Michael Myers, Ricky, the bubblehead fucking brain. (laughs) Bubblehead. He looks like one of the derpy goldfish. Yeah, dude. Like big, like puffy brains. Yeah. Puffy eyes or whatever. When he breaks through the door, he's grabbing her brother, actually, who's like this beefcake, like guy that like you can tell he works out. You know what I mean? Like he's actually an 80s movie music video extra. Right. Like he's got that curly fucking rock hair. Yeah. You know, and then Laura's all chilling in the corner. Like you forget that she's blind a lot of times, first of all, Um, especially when she's like running to a door through a doorway with ease and Mm -hmm. you don't even think about it. But she's all chilling and she's like, it doesn't matter. You won't stop him. Like, uh, he's breaking through the fucking door right now, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't care if you're blind. I don't, I don't care. Like-, <laughs> like, but she's so calm. Like, she, yeah. she, I guess she's psychic, so nothing shocking. Is that right. what it is? I, I guess that's what they're trying to go for, but... Did you catch the one line that her brother says? Like, he comes back from the dead, he dies. Like, in some stupid, stupid, stupid way. Like, the stupidest way possible. And then he just lays there for, like, 30 minutes of the movie. And then he gets up to save her in the end. Mm -hmm. And Chris, his name's Chris, by the way. He wakes up from being dead and he calls uh, Ricky. He's like, hey, Bubblehead, is it live or is it Memorex? I did not catch that. You did not catch that? At all. I was like, holy shit, this is really outdated. Like, I can't, I don't even know how, I'm pretty old and I still didn't even catch what that meant. Even if I would have caught it, I would have probably not understood. Because I guess because he had like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, were they saying like, like like, he's recording something? Maybe. But all I could muster with all of these movies is why is every dude such a giant pussy? They all get punked out so easily and so quickly. Dude, but the time. It's just so anticlimactic. It is. Like, they didn't do any good shots to make it interesting at all. Like, Ricky getting stabbed at the very end is the only interesting thing. And it's not even really interesting at all because it just, like, happens. And that's it. And that's it. Did you, by the way. He's on top of her brother and just stays there right so the whole theme of this movie by the way guys is ricky trying to meet up with laura and they're so inseparable right like they're they're connected on this wavelength she's felt his torture his pain his his agony of fucking having to be a santa killer and his family dying and all this other nonsense and and so at the very end there's an end song right i swear to god it's the same key as the song In Excess Never Tear Us Apart. Probably. You know, they can never tear us apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like fucking, I swear to God, and they paid somebody. I, 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 for those of you who know this movie or have it, pop it in just for the end thing, so that you don't have to go grab a shotgun and just listen <laughs> to the last last song. And it's it's like it sounds like he's like two worlds colliding, but yeah. it's it's like they couldn't afford it, you know, to pay the rights, the royalty rights for the movie, so they just did some like. You know, some shit. Yeah. But I swear to God, like, can you think about that? They can never tear us apart. Two worlds colliding. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Two different worlds. I swear to God, if I'm wrong, I really wish I could talk to the director. But at this point, they probably don't even want to talk to us right now. So uh, <laughs> like, I, we apologize. This yeah. Fucking movie. yeah, they're like, don't listen to this podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking come to your house and shit on your front porch. I don't even care. Put it in a bag and let it on fire. Just chuck it at our house and don't smack. Don't put it out with your boots, Ed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> Oh, it's poop again. I, I, but I, I don't know. Do you guys think I'm right on that? Because I really like to get somebody's I'm feedback. I'm with you on it. I swear to God, dude, that is the exact same key. I write music. I could be wrong about the key, but it totally sounds like they even use some of the same instruments. I like when the movie was ending, I listened to it and I was like, hey. And then I put on, <laughs> I popped on YouTube real quick and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's in excess that they're trying to rip off right now. Yeah. Because they even make that ending. They're like, she's like, Merry Christmas. And he's like, and Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year to you. Stupid. It's really weird, dude. So fucking stupid. What an obscure. And I'm like, cool, the next movie's going to be about New Year's, right? And like <laughs> somehow like this is going to make sense. And then the next movie is... Well, don't get into it. We're going to do a saver for next week, Brittany. This movie is just... Okay, then. Without a doubt, for me, the second one is the best turd in the pile. It is the best turd in the pile. That is the polished turd of all the turds. In in, in these two movies. I shouldn't say pile because that insinuates that I'm talking about the entire franchise. Out of the two turds... The this, second turd. This is the shiniest. Is the better turd. Yeah, it's a good purd. It's, it's a good purd. Did I say purd? I'm a little drunk, right? Purd, purd, so we're purd, purd, purd. That's a purd. You're freaking me out right now. I need a cigarette. That's a purd. I'd feel like I just got fucked. Like in the worst prison way the worst possible. Possible. Yeah, way. like somebody just forced in my face into way. a film sized cock. I, I love Bill Mosley. I like, love Bill Mosley, too. I have nothing against the actors or anybody, even the act director, but something about this movie just didn't happen. It, All of this movie didn't happen. Yeah, it, it's it's like uh, like the room is better than this. You know what I mean? Like, that's how this is. The room is a masterpiece. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Anyway, guys, <laughs> so... So there you have it. There's our fucking uh, asshole opinions. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed us tearing apart people's lives and their creativity mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, devouring it because we're so talented. and uh, <laughs> We're so great at everything. Yeah, we're amazing individuals, everything. like the best podcasts on the planet. Yeah. Um, sorry to all the other podcasts I listen to. Uh, the first podcast on the block. <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for coming by and next week we'll be back for episode 120 where we talk about silent night deadly night for initiation and silent night deadly night five the toy maker which can they get any worse find out next week 
Also, don't forget, we'll be having Necro on for an interview to talk about his new album and everything, so be sure to tune in. Don't forget, uh, we will be streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, so be there. But as always, guys, stay weird, monsters. Monsters.